Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The Mark Cox Morning Show is brought to you by Thomas Helbig and Bob Kershaw with the Retirement Advisory Group. Retirementkey.com. The Mark Cox Morning Show. I want to compliment your show on how fair and level-headed everything you guys talk about. Who is this guy? He's saying what we've been saying forever. Maybe what we need from a conservative standpoint is... The Mark Cox Morning Show. I respect that. We don't agree. Listen to both sides. This... Let's get it on. ...is the Mark Cox Morning Show. Hey there. Uh, glad you're with us on a Wednesday morning. Mark Cox here on the Mark Cox Morning Show, along with Kim St. Ange, Carl Middleman, uh, Sue Thomas up shortly with a look at your uh, traffic and see if there are any uh, big problems out there for you this morning. Wow, I guess I. Uh, on one hand, I want to celebrate uh, the fact that the border bill idea went down in flames. And on the second hand, I know exactly what's going to happen now. And I think it was probably the plan from the very beginning. So we're going to talk more about that this morning. I, I This was a setup just like the I'll cancel student debt setup and the Republican leadership uh, fell for it hook, line and sinker. And I, uh, what do you do? I, I can't be up there holding their hand. If I can see this, they should have been able to see it coming. But Mitch McConnell and, and Senator Lankford and the others just completely got suckered again by Chuck Schumer. And I don't know what to do about that. Exactly. I know they're all going to go out and campaign now and say, well, we tried to pass border border control and a bill and the Republicans just wouldn't participate with us. They just don't want it. They listen to Donald Trump. They've even got Fetterman out there saying that stuff this morning. So I, I don't know. A little later on the show today, we got a good show for you. We're going to talk to Charles Payne. Um, uh, can't wait to get him on here. I want to find out more about what's going on. There are a lot of people, despite the good economic job numbers earlier this week, who still think we're not out of the woods on the possibility of a recession. We'll see what Chuck thinks about that coming up here. I don't know if anybody calls him Chuck or not. I think he, you think they call him Chuck at home? Chuck Payne? Chucky. Chucky. I'll ask him. 
Later. You can ask him that today at 835. I will. Uh, we'll get him on here at 835 today. We've got Genevieve Wood a little bit later. And uh, Jeff Manasso, like the this story out of um, uh, Michigan where they have found this school shooter's mother guilty is a uh, an amazing story. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that this morning because yes. it really is kind of historic what they just did with, well, that, what, with that conviction. What has taken so long? That would be uh, my my question on the whole thing. This is um, th- this should have happened a long time ago to draw attention to to part of what the real problem is here. But but we'll we'll uh, we'll get to more on that for you a little bit later. I promise you that. First though, let's get to our short stories, please. The Mark Cox Shortlist. This is a a Democrat trap. It's a trap for Republicans that would be so stupid, so foolish to sign a bill like this. Yeah, but it's his fault. It's 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 Donald Trump's fault that the Republicans at the end of the day weren't stupid enough to vote for that thing. Can I just tell you that? Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. Because you and your your sycophants in the media will repeat that lie over and over and over again until the masses start to believe it. Here's why we're doing it. First, because it's our job. We're in journalism. Our duty is to inform people. Tucker Carlson is in Russia. He's been teasing an interview with Vladimir Putin, and that is going to set his haters on top of their heads. He started to put one of the hostages in like a headlock, and he had the knife to her throat. Suddenly, a sniper opening fire, shooting the suspect dead. Yeah, I love it when a good guy with a gun wins, and that's what happened in that particular case. The the sniper is sitting across the street uh, from from this bank robbery. The bank robber suspect has um, has one of the victims, one of the hostages, in a chokehold with like a knife to their throat. And it was like something out of a movie listening to it, because you can almost imagine what the, what the uh, uh, conversation was over the microphone, like talking to the cops, talking to each other. And you hear somebody say, take the shot. It's like something out of a SEALs movie or something. And uh, they ended up killing uh, this suspect, and I, 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 that's why I wanted to have, talk a little bit about that story this morning uh, because I, 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 it doesn't happen very often. So I thought that was interesting. Go, let's go ahead and uh, play that bite for the people, Carl, please. Shortly after 11 a.m., we received a call of a bank robbery in progress with multiple hostages. The sheriff identifying the suspect as 36-year-old Sterling Alavache saying he claimed to be carrying a bomb and armed with a knife. He started to put one of the hostages in like a, a headlock, and he had the knife to her throat. Suddenly, a sniper opening fire, shooting the suspect dead, freeing the hostages. Can you imagine being that hostage with the knife up to her throat? Oh yeah, uh, honestly. That uh, is like a movie. Yeah, it, it happened out in Fort Myers, Florida, in case you hadn't heard about that story. Rob tried to rob a Bank of America with a knife, uh, first of all, and uh, had uh, had the, the knife up to somebody's throat, and they took the shot clearly through a window and took the guy out. So uh, he's dead. 
we <clears throat> we won't have to worry about any long drawn out uh, court cases uh, in that case. <clears throat> and now somebody will probably sue the police for wrongful death. Uh, some relative of this uh, this uh, scumbag, uh, Avalon. Ramon Sterling Ramon Avalache, 36 years old. We don't know much more about him at this point, but I thought I'd uh, point that out this morning. That's an interesting story. Have we have we heard any more uh, on on Ronna McDaniel? Did you hear the story that she's resigning? Yes, I did hear that. That that was said that she told Trump that. Why? Why wait till after? Like just, I have the same question for her. I would have after the Nevada primary yesterday. Where Nikki Haley lost to any other candidate, some other candidate. Did you hear that? Well, I know it said Trump <clears throat> won like 96 percent, but wasn't Trump not even on the primary? Well, and I know this doesn't matter. It's the caucus that matters tomorrow. Right, right, right. But still, wasn't Trump's name not even on the primary ballot? And he's still totally there was just... a none of the above option. So oh, Nikki okay. Haley came in second to none of the above. No listed candidate is who. So 60 percent of the people that voted yesterday in the Nevada primary voted for no listed candidate and 30 percent voted for Nikki Haley. That, that, that's pretty embarrassing. I can I just tell you, like like when I ran for Wildwood City Council a couple years ago, a few it's been more than a couple now. Um, I was the, I was the only person in the race. I was it. Like there was one name on the ballot for that county council seat. So you needed one vote si- to win. City council meet. Technically, I only needed one vote to win, but there was a. There were write-in candidates. Yeah, like there, oh, there were always like are right. Four, like four or five other people got votes, and I got three hundred and some votes, and there were like four other votes, and. It was, that's almost like a feeling of none of the above. Like I there wonder, was nobody else on the ballot. Why didn't you just vote for me? If you put like Nikki Haley and then like <laughs> Elmo, I wonder if Elmo would have technically beat Nikki Haley. Elmo would have won that race yesterday. Elmo stirred up some drama, by the way, on Twitter. I don't know if you saw this, but the, the character like posted on Twitter, like just checking to see how everyone's doing. How's everyone feeling? And people just unleash like, well, let me tell you, Elmo, inflation is crazy. I can't afford this. I can't afford that. It got so much reaction that the Today Show brought Elmo on for an interview. Oh. And then Larry David checked and him out. Larry and then David Larry David showed attacked him. Yeah. I heard about I saw the video of the Larry David thing. I didn't know why they were attacking poor Elmo. It's because Elmo set everyone's mood aflame. <laughs> Everyone got really real with Elmo. Speaking of the mood, imagine what the mood must be in the Nikki Haley campaign headquarters uh, last night. When they look at this and they realize to themselves they're spin doctors— how do we put her in front of a camera and explain this one away? Well, they're going to say, though, it doesn't matter. The caucus is what's going to matter. But even then, they're going to say, we didn't anticipate to win. We're putting our sights on on South Carolina. And even if they lose that, you know what? Super Tuesday is going to be the big one that's going to show that we still have momentum in this race. It's you've, really just how you spin it. You've got a career in that, I think. Thank you. That's exactly what she's going to say. Mm-hmm. She'll go out and somehow claim victory uh, after coming in second to none of the above by double. This like is what 60 we anticipated. Percent. That's what they're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you could bet had she won yesterday on in that primary, if she had gotten 60% and none of the above had gotten 30, she would have claimed victory. 
Yeah, she would have said that in the, whole the primary. tide is changing and people are showing that they <laughs> want to support Nikki Haley. Ignore the caucus. This is this is what happened yesterday in the Nevada cockeye. Uh, she got thumped. And, uh, well, actually, it was not the caucus. It was the primary. The caucus happens tomorrow. And that's the one where Donald Trump's name is in it. And hers isn't, I don't think. But he's going to win it uh, running away. Uh, this is the reality we live in these days, right? Uh, we'll get back to the Ronald McDaniel uh, apparently resignation. Again, my question is, why wait? If you're going to resign, are you giving us your two-week notice? Uh, because uh, what is it, March 2nd or 3rd is when the uh, Super Tuesday happens. She said she'd resign after the South Carolina primary. Yeah. So at the end of this month, after following the 20, February 24th uh, GOP primary, why wait? I'm sorry. I don't need two weeks' notice from you. We need somebody in there, Harmy Dillon or somebody, who's going to take the bull by the horns. Uh, should have replaced her last year when they had the opportunity. Uh, and for some reason, they didn't do that. And now they've got a real mess on their hands just a few months out from a general election. I got an idea. Let's get to uh, a break here, Carl, and we will get to our national anthem back in just a few minutes. Kim on a whim at the bottom of the hour. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming Who's brought stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight? O'er the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming, and the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting. about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Well, Garth Brooks apparently is celebrating a birthday today. Carl said, guess how old he is. I said 62. Bingo. 100% right. I nailed it. I don't know why I knew that. And then Kim pipes up that she's interviewed him before. Yeah, him and Trisha Yearwood. I was working in Des Moines, Iowa, and I remember they said there was a very strict rule of you cannot take a picture with either of them. So what I did was I I flipped around and I said, hey, Garth, would you mind saying into the microphone something about how you love watching KCCI? That's the station (laughs) that I worked for. Yeah. So I stood next to him, held the microphone for him, and he said that. And so that was my picture because then you can just take a still image of that. Yep. Nice. And then I saw other reporters doing the same thing. I'm like, you're welcome for that idea. Mm-hmm. But Trisha Yearwood was just standing there or you no, no, interviewed she, them? Yeah, we were interviewing them. I don't even remember what, I don't know if it was like he was performing or what, but they were both there. Very hmm. nice. Mark, have you ever seen Garth? Uh, not live, no. I, I missed my I chance. Yes. When he was here, I had a chance to go to At the dome, the dome, and hear the sound check with somebody who was a friend of the family. And I had some kid event going on that night, and I couldn't go. I have always had a hockey game every time he's here. I know because he sells I out the see dome. Him live. And the front row ticket is the same price as the back row ticket. But I did really? see. But I did see that they're canceling his his residency in Vegas. Why? Because ticket sales weren't good or something. I read that the I other day. He's a fantastic performer. Well, I know he is, but I don't know. I love friends in low places. We'll play yes, that that's a good that's Please a great do. Song. So did he have his hat on or did he take it off? Mm, I don't remember. This was like 14 years. Because allegedly is a long time there's ago. nothing underneath that hat. <laughs> Who cares? As long I'll as try, something good comes out of the mouth. for you, Carl. Please do. We'll post it online. I'll try to find it. And then we'll get a cease and desist from the Garth Brooks estate. <laughs> I'm sure you probably will. Hey, did, I wanted to talk more about this. I mentioned it earlier. Tucker Carlson is in Moscow, and he's teasing the fact that um, that he's going to interview Vladimir Putin, and a lot of people are quite unhappy about it. Here, here's Tucker's explanation. Here's why we're doing it. We're in Moscow because it's our job. We're in journalism. Our duty is to inform people. Two years into a war that's reshaping the entire world, most Americans are not informed. They have no real idea what's happening in this region, here in Russia or 600 miles away in Ukraine. But they should know. They're paying for much of it in ways they might not fully yet perceive. So, um, yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, He's there. He's going to interview Putin. He wouldn't say when. I would imagine that's some... Big secret, so a bomb won't drop on them while they're both in whatever location it is. And um, uh, here, here's here's what he here's also what he said that he doesn't think a lot of Americans uh, understand. Most Americans have no idea why Putin invaded Ukraine. Anyway, almost three years ago, the Biden administration illegally spied on our text messages and then leaked the contents to their servants in the news media. 
they did this in order to stop a Putin interview that we were planning. Last month, we're pretty certain they did exactly the same thing once again. But this time, we came to Moscow anyway. We are not here because we love Vladimir Putin. We are here because we love the United States. And we want it to remain prosperous and free. So there you have it. He, he alleges, uh, Tucker does, in this piece he put out on Twitter yesterday, that the Biden administration spiked his attempt to interview Putin when he still worked for Fox. And they tried to do the same thing again, uh, but he flew to Moscow anyway and is there waiting, I guess, for whenever Putin puts his shirt on and climbs off his horse and is ready to be interviewed. (laughs) I think one of the best things that happened to Tucker Carlson was when he parted ways with Fox and is now out on his own, because look at the kinds of stories that he's been able to do since then. I'm going to I'm going to be watching this interview with a critical eye, though, because he Tucker's fought the allegation that he's somehow pro-Putin uh, for months. Uh, his his haters have been claiming that he is somehow pro-Putin because he's concerned about the amount of money the United States is sending to Ukraine. It'll be interesting to see how this interview goes down, because obviously it'll be through a translator, I think. And um, uh, I'll just be interested to see the, the tone of the questions and maybe how it's edited. I don't know if it'll maybe tomorrow when it happens. We'll bring it to you. Coming up next, we'll get to Kim on a whim. Stay tuned. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Kim on a whim. On count one of involuntary manslaughter as to Madison Baldwin, we find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. On count two of involuntary manslaughter in regards to Tate Muir, we find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. On count three as to involuntary manslaughter regarding Hannah Hannah St. Juliana, we find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. And in count four of involuntary manslaughter against Justin Schilling, we find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. There you go. That was the verdict being read yesterday for Jennifer Crumbly. She's the mom of 17-year-old Ethan Crumbly. He's the guy who was convicted of shooting and killing four students at Oxford High School in Michigan back in 2021. So four students were killed in that, and then six students plus a teacher were injured. And And this is the first time a parent has been charged ever, in the United States at least, with her child's shooting in this case. A mass shooting, they're saying. This is a big deal. What has taken so long, right? Well, I, I support what they're doing. Now, I think this could be a slippery slope, but I do think that based on what I'm hearing from from this mom and her involvement with her son and his his life and his mental health struggles, I think it was the right move to charge her because they're basically saying that the mother and father father bought him the gun, made sure he had access to the gun. They ignored his mental health struggles. And then this is really what was the most chilling about all of this. The day of the school shooting. Again, this is back in 2021. The school called the mom and dad up to up to the office. And they showed him a drawing that he had written on one of his math assignments. And it's it's 
kind of disturbing. It, it had a, a gun, a, a bullet, and a wounded man, and then it had different writings on it. One of them said, the thoughts won't stop, help me. It was apparently a 12-minute meeting with the school, and they were expressing concern to the parents, like, this is bad. And the parents said, let's keep him in school. Let's keep him in the classroom today. And then hours later that same day is when he shot up the school. Wow. So they're basically saying this was negligent, that the mom was not involved. She was running off having an affair with a firefighter. She was meeting up at hotels and that she was basically very consumed with that part of her life and not really keeping a a careful eye on her son who was clearly struggling with mental health. Right. So I think that this was the right move. In so many of these cases, here's the thing about it. I think you're right. It, it could be a slippery slope because the, ultimately the person responsible for this is the individual who pulled the trigger. Yes. I honestly believe that. But these are minors. In every one of these cases where a minor has been involved in one of this, there were parents and or guardians who knew there were problems yep. who did nothing about it. It happened in Parkland, Florida. That kid, that kid the school had records of him threatening to stab his classmates Mm -hmm. and instead of reporting it to juvenile authorities they moved him to a different school they moved him around like a like a pawn in a chess game to different schools because of an obama era policy to avoid getting kids involved in the juvenile detention system because they thought that would be better for him and he ended Mm -hmm. up shooting up the school yeah number case number one case number two sandy hook remember what happened in sandy hook the, the, what happened in Sandy Hook is that Adam Lanza killed his mother because his mother used to take him shooting all the time, clearly had mental problems. It was a divorce situation, but both parents knew this kid was borderline nuts. But the mom kept taking him to shooting ranges and gave him the combination to the safe. So he went to the safe. He got his mom's gun out. He killed her in her bed. Then he went to the school in Sandy Hook, and he killed all those children. Mm-hmm. If she was alive... She should have been charged. Yeah. I mean, think about even the situation involving the adult, I believe it was. It wasn't it in Maine we had a shooting a handful of months ago, and you have the red flag laws where yes. the guy well, clearly had been making threats and had mental illness. He shouldn't have, have had access to a gun at that point. So, I, yeah, I, I think there is reason to, to believe that parents should be held responsible, and I think this could have been the tipping point for the jury yesterday with why they came back with four um the, the conviction for guilties for involuntary manslaughter. When she was testifying, the mom, she said, I don't think I'm a failure as a parent. She said, I wouldn't have done anything differently in how she parented her son. She said she regrets what he did, but she wouldn't have done anything differently in how she parented him. And to me, that had to be one of like, that was the nail in the coffin. I so think. in other words, you don't even, you can't even see this in hindsight with 2020 vision. You yeah. can't see what you were doing wrong here. This needs to be a warning shot, sorry for the bad pun, uh, to uh, parents across the nation. If you see a problem in your child, don't ignore it. Mm -hmm. Get them mental health treatment. You've got to do that. This is a deep-seated problem in America where those parents, and it happens all the time, and you ask teachers and administrators and anybody else who's listening to this show will back me up on this, where the kid gets in trouble at school, the parents get called in, and the parents are mad at the teachers or the principal instead of the kid. Mm-hmm. And th- th- this is, this goes on all the time. I'm not saying the kid's probably always guilty of whatever they've been accused of, but this happens all the time. Where, where, whereas it used to be 
you you were if you got sent to the principal's office, you were more concerned about what was going to happen when you got home. Yeah. And that's not the case anymore. It just doesn't happen in America. Yeah, teachers rarely. are saying that that's one of the biggest issues they face is the parents are siding with their kids. And they're the bad guy now. The dad's also going to be charged. The same charges. His trial will be, I want to say it's March or April. And he's already pleaded not guilty well, to all of this. in Sandy Hook, it, another point here, the mother was dead. They had nobody. That, I guess they could have gone after the father, but the kid didn't live with the father, right? It was a divorce situation. Kid lived with his mother. So what do they do? The, the, the gun grabbers, the anti-gun group up there uh, took over and they went after the manufacturer of the firearm, which which operated just as it was supposed to, be, it, because it's not the firearm that committed that crime. It was the people, but they managed to find biased courts and judges and were allowed to sue the manufacturer of the of the weapon, which worked. Uh, I, I don't I. This is maddening to me that we see this across America. They're so anxious to find somebody to blame other than the individual who did it. The parents have got to take some responsibility in this case. Yeah, I, th- I think about, for example, let's say that your 16-year-old, you come home and you find your 16-year-old child is very drunk and they're trying to drive. Yes. You as a parent should be charged if you willingly hand your, if you know your child is drunk, they're trying to drive and you're like, here are your keys. And then they get in the car and they kill somebody, Right. To me, that that's a problem. If you, They'd be sued in that case too. I that's, think that's what I mean. You so, could prove it. so they should. They that would be a civil case. But I'm, I'm saying like there should be some sort of a consequence for this. I do say it's a slippery slope because you could get too broad with this, and I, I can't think of an example right now of what I'm trying to say. But I, I think it was correct what they did in this case. But I do think it could be a slippery slope. Well, here here's the question. Now, we had the St. Louis police chief on the show last week. We ask him repeatedly, when are you releasing the video of the shooting over here at the Performing Arts School in St. Louis? Well, not yet. We're still, and this happened 15 months ago. Mm-hmm. Still, IA is still looking into it. What? What's in, what? IA, Internal Affairs, is that, isn't that what he told us? Didn't he say IA? I he said remember. that they were looking into it internally. They were still investigating it, if I understood him correctly. What, what are you investigating? The shooter's dead, right? We know the history of the gun. He had it. It was taken away by family members. It somehow ended up back in his hands. We know the school knew that this kid was a problem. None of those records have been released. We have no idea what happened in that case. Why aren't some of his family members charged if the gun ended up back in his possession? Hmm. These are questions that need to be asked, and this is a perfect. This case is a perfect example of it. Yeah. I mean, and the school did everything that they needed to do. As soon as they were alerted to this disturbing drawing on the math assignment, they immediately called the parents yes. and brought them in for a meeting. And ultimately, their hands, I would imagine, are tied. They can't. I, I, can they say, no, you're, you have to take your son home? I, I think, would, they, I, I think maybe the school they could, could have, have expelled maybe, him at that well, point and said, don't bring him back until you've gone to see a psychiatrist. Well, that that's what I questioned. So that supposed 12-minute meeting between, that day between the parents and the school, could the school or should the school have said, if even against the parents' wishes, we're not comfortable with him being here? I do yes. not hold the school responsible for this. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. But maybe that's something the school should have done. When you have these parents who are in complete denial about something so serious, maybe it's time that they say, you know what, I, I hear you saying that you don't want to send him home, but we're not comfortable with him being here. In, given these drawings that we just discovered. Maybe that's what I, needs to happen. I hope people are paying attention. Something like this should happen a long time ago. And maybe uh, uh, some of these parents would who, who are going through this would uh, would wake up. I, I'm just saying. And, and quit looking for excuses. Just 
We, we've got to fix the mental health system in this country. It shouldn't be a situation where you have to go sit in a lobby for hours waiting to have somebody even consider somebody for intake uh, if you know they've got mental health problems and have no business being out on their own. It, it, you you got to fix that. And so many of these people have fallen through the cracks over the years. Mm. A good story, Kim. Thank you for bringing that up this morning. I, I appreciate that. And we're going to talk to Jeff Manasso from Fox News Radio. He, he has been covering this story this morning about this uh, guilty plea. He's going to join us about, oh, 735 or so. Stay tuned for that. We're going to be back in just a minute. Donald Trump, and a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the men in America unless you want to get the benefit. Oh, that's got to go on the greatest hits tape. That was last week. Uh, there's one a day now. Yesterday, Joseph Robinette Biden, in his capacity as president of the United States, was actually asked a question at a podium like this never happens. Uh, the, the people that do ask questions are pre-selected journalists that the handlers think won't confuse him too bad. And usually he's got the answer written down on notes in front of him. Yesterday, just envision having, I mean, it's a, it's a sad thought. It really is. But we've all had family members who have started to just lose their marbles and they're not, they're not, they're just not, their faculties are not all present anymore. It's sad to watch, but we're watching this in real time in the White House right now. Joe Biden was asked a question about negotiations with Hamas to try to get more hostages freed. Joe Biden could not remember who they were negotiating with. Um, it's really shocking and sad all at the same time. Listen. There is some movement, and I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. There's some movement, there's been a response from the opposition, but, um, it, it, yes, I'm sorry, from Hamas, but it seems to be, uh, a little over the top. We're not sure where it is. There's a continuing negotiation right now. We're going to secure the border. There is. <laughs> Just, uh, excuse my words carefully. I still don't know that Biden will be on the ticket for the Democratic Party in November. However, I will say if he does remain the nominee, People have to know that they're voting for Kamala Harris. I'm not saying that he's going to pass away in four years if he were to remain in office and get reelected. But based on how quickly his mental abilities are, are, I guess, deteriorating is the word I'm going to choose right now. There's just no way in my mind that he could do four years. I would imagine he'd get a year or two in and he would have to step down and Kamala Harris would be our next president. This is the sad part here is... um... The, the really sad part for me is that there's no way the people at the White House who surround him aren't aware of this. But the stakes in Washington, D.C. are so high, there is no way they're ever going to admit it. They, they'd rather see America blunder and suffer in the eyes of the world than admit that Joe Biden is not mentally fit to be president of the United States. They also understand, probably, that— what you just said, the only alternative right now 
is somebody who couldn't get 2% support among her own progressive leftists in the Democratic primary when she ran against this president. And that's Kamala Harris. They all know uh, the lights are on, but nobody's home. She talks in word salad, and they're probably more afraid of her being president than they are of him because they know they can manipulate and handle him, and they can't. They're afraid they wouldn't be able to do that with her. Mm-hmm. She'd fire all of them probably and hire all of her own people in there. I mean, at some point, the Democrats have to look at Joe Biden as being selfish in all of this because he's so set or someone is so set on on him remaining in this race that he could jeopardize who who gets in the White House. It, he could lose for the Democrats because he he won't step down or somebody else won't let him step down. Yeah. I don't know who's behind this. It's it's all about power and yeah. at the at the uh, cost of standing and pride and everything else uh, to the United States of America. It's a shame that that this uh, this can go on. Hey, coming up in the uh, next hour, we're going to talk to uh, Nicole Murray. We're going to get a check on business. Stock market has been all over the place uh, this week. We'll find out what's going on with that. Genevieve Wood is going to be in here uh, talking a little bit more about the doomed border bill. Uh, it is uh, sh- shocking what was in this and what wasn't in it. We're going to get into the details on that for you uh, a little more to, uh, coming up here in the next hour and then again at about uh, 7.20 when we get Genevieve in. We'll be back in just a minute. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.